Blog Talk Radio. A rising star and a musical comet flaming across the sky. David Kent, Devin Kennedy and Maria Del Pilar join us today. It's Music Friday Live. Los Angeles, California, the music capital of America. It's Music Friday Live, and I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan, and this is your show. Our guests are here to talk with you. So call in, 347-215-7511, or mail us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. And I want to welcome all of our listeners on the cyberstationusa.com network on, and all their radio affiliates who are going to hear us later tonight on the radio. Our, I want to walk, welcome our listeners on Stitcher and on the Artistic Echoes Network in the United Kingdom, and they're going to hear us tomorrow. If you have questions or comments for our guests, call us, 347-215-7511, or email your questions to musicfridaylive at gmail.com. And if you're listening to Music Friday Live on a podcast, well, you can still email your questions for our guests. We'll just forward them on to them, and they can reply directly to you. I got a couple of uh, program notes for you. Uh, one is I have a bit of a sore throat from the, from the smoke uh, in Los Angeles, which is why I occasionally <clears throat> don't quite get the lines right. So I may sound a little bit raspy. And speaking of smoke, um, after the show, if you have time, go to the GoFundMe and look at the page for Justin Mora. He's a musician and recording studio owner in Paradise, California. I talked to him yesterday. I'm writing an article on how the fire is affecting music in California. He lost everything. His recording studio, which was the major recording studio in the area, his instruments, his home, his music library, and everything, and he was not insured. He's a single parent. He has a four-year-old daughter, and they are now homeless. They don't have instruments, they don't have recording equipment, and they don't even have a town to return to. So he has no way of making a living. If you can, join Music Friday Live in sending him a little love. Uh, that's Justin Mora, M-O-R-A, and that's on the GoFundMe site. Well, Devin Kennedy's pop alternative music kind of gets under your skin. Uh, the poetry of his lyrics is really, really good. His voice draws you in, and then the hooks keep you there. So it's not surprising, since he grew up in a musical family, the signs of a musical career appeared early. As a kid, he taught himself to play guitars, drums, bass, piano, and he wrote songs, which, you know, is no small accomplishment for anyone, much less a, a young boy. He began writing and releasing music seriously when he went to uh, Berkeley College. You all know Berkeley College. We've talked about it a lot here. We have a lot of Berkeley College alumni on, on the show. And then he went on to release his critically praised Love Language, which is an E. And um, he worked with uh, a big-time Rush and TV star, um, a band member, uh, James Maslow. He toured with them, and his stops included appearing at the iHeartRadio Music Festival and the iHeartRadio Jingle Ball. Um, now, this is not bad for an up-and-coming artist on his first EP, but even better, he's with us here today with four new songs. Evan, welcome to Music Friday Live. Hey there. Thank you for having me. Uh, Devin, before we get to your music, uh, which we've been listening to all week around here, 
Uh, can you tell us about the, the place that music had in your life as you grew up? Or what was your musical family like? Yeah, I mean, uh, music uh, was everything growing up and still is everything every day. Um, I, uh, I grew up, um, like you said, in a musical family. My dad is a uh, commercial um, producer and, and mastering engineer. Um, he uh, did a lot of music for infomercials while I was growing up. He ran a, a brand design company and um, decided to stop bringing in musicians to make the music when he could make it himself. So he built us a studio in the house, and I, I grew up doing that. Um, and we still, you know, are, are uh, sitting in the studio every week playing each other new stuff and um, working on new things together. And my my grandfather was a, a concert pianist. So we have some amazing recordings of him um, from when I was growing up and uh, before I was born. Um, he was incredible, and uh, I think just from those two, it really does run in the blood. But I was very lucky to be enriched with uh, music growing up um, and spending it in studios. Also, my dad kind of always brought in mentors and collaborators um, that he had met through his work while I was growing up, and I was very lucky to still collaborate with a lot of them, uh, even though... Uh, I've grown out of that that younger stage, you know. Well, it sounds like you had some really diverse uh, influences. Uh, I definitely did. I mean, we. I, I grew up really wanting to do the <clears throat> the band and the rock thing, and um, you know, the the uh, influences and the mentors that my dad brought in at a young age were were rock guys. My my biggest mentor on a production level is named Pat Reagan. He produced Kiss and Deep Purple, and he got me um, one of my first production jobs ever, producing a band called Mr. Big, or co-producing um, and engineering a band called Mr. Big. And um, so I really was in that that rock world. I had a I was working at a, a rock studio, uh, or a recording studio, in my first couple years of college, and that was the thing for a while. And then slowly made the shift into pop um, as my degree progressed, and I learned you know what I wanted to be writing and how I wanted to do it but uh, definitely was a diverse uh, situation growing up, for sure. Well, that diversity uh, shows in your music, and I want to give our audience a little sample of, of that. So here is Body. with body uh, because of the shifting music styles in it and the contrast between the edginess of the lyrics and, and the music in the verses. You start with kind of a soft intro, like an R&B love song, and then your voice comes in with an edge. And then as you move forward, you bring in the alt pop tempo. It's a really nice piece of composition. Did that take you a while to assemble that? Thank you. Um, no, it was it was a pretty quick one. Um, some of the, or two of the songs we're playing today, so Body and then another tune called Feel the Same, um, I wrote and co-produced with a uh, 
collaborator of mine, Anthony Reeder, and he lives in Los Angeles as well, and we write together a whole lot. Um, but the, both of these uh, songs were pretty quick for us. We tend to do them in one day, and then we do um, just kind of back and forth on notes as we finish it up. But uh, no, it came to us pretty quick. We like to uh, just nerd out on the little things. So we had ideas on the chord progression and what we wanted to do sound-wise and um, influence-wise. So we kind of started off with that, and lyrics came to us relatively quick. And then um, we just spent some time kind of nailing the little things, nailing the the tones that we wanted. And in the chorus, there's a very cool guitar part that we ended up recording um, through the voice memos on an iPhone, like a room over, like we put the phone in the bathroom and I played the guitar in the kitchen, you know. Um, so it's just kind of unique sounds and, and uh, you know, we're both um, audiophiles, you know, so we just tried to find something new and, and we wanted to keep it smooth and you're right, it's, it's you know, an R&B love song at its core, so we wanted to just kind of branch off of that. Well, that's cool. You know, I I love to hear people like you who really, really know what they're doing talk about how they do it. It's uh, putting the the guitar in the bathroom. You know, that's uh, that's not the kind of thing you 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 would normally think about. Um, Definitely not. So, yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Um, now, you know, I'm I'm not really sure if that song is angry or it's obsessive or both. Um, is there a story behind it that you can tell us about? Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is a, uh, it's, it's a love song, you know, and it, it's, it is more obsessive than, than angry. Um, it's, uh, it, it kind of paints a picture or a, count, a counterpoint, I guess, you know, it, it's sung from the perspective of both people in the, in the relationship or in the situation. So where I'm singing the, um, the verse and the chorus, the, the person I'm singing to is singing back at me in the pre-chorus, which is kind of unique. I feel like that's, it's not something yeah. that happens very much in uh, any kind of music or pop music for that matter. So, um, but it, it's not not so much negative as um, you know you, you don't really want to let the person go, uh, and and that's the main thing is you're just singing straight straight to them straight from the heart, um, and and letting them know how you feel. You know. Okay. All right. Well, well, you, you mentioned uh, the song uh, "Feel the Same," which is a real mood shift uh, from what we just heard. So why don't we play? I'm going to play a little bit of "Feel the Same." Great. Oh yeah, yeah. Made me don't go back on it. Swore you'd be there, no matter where. You said you wanna take the same route. Back up there, dub vocals, drum machine, or an Ableton, um, and a very interesting structure. Four lines twice, and then three lines, and then a really, really long chorus. And it, and it really travels well. 
Uh, do you get folks up and dancing with that song? Oh yeah, um, we just uh, I'm, I'm sitting here dancing in my room, <laughs> uh, listening to it. Um, I uh, I just pl- debuted that song uh, at a show in L.A. last week live for the first time. It's been going over really really well. Everyone always asks, what's the name of that song that you played? It made me dance. Um, but uh, yeah, we 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 uh, love playing that one live, and um, it's just such a fun one. But it, it is a unique. Um, it's a unique uh, structure, and it, I've been learning. Actually, really interesting. The the um, and reading about a lot the change that streaming has had on the creation of music. Mm-hmm. How you have to get more straight to the point these days if you want to get yeah. attention. Not necessarily writing to that because music is music, and you just got to write what you want to write. But um, keeping that in mind, grabbing someone's attention from the beginning. That's why you, you know my vocal comes in really quick in the beginning of that song, and we are kind of working with an interesting structure because we don't want to lose uh, attention. We want to keep people moving and, and keep people um, singing along. You know. Well, you managed to do it, and uh, I find it interesting that dancing uh, is a physical response to a steady beat. And you get that physical response to a steady beat, even though you're changing structure as you go through the song. That's a, a nifty little trick you pulled off there. Uh, all right. Let me, uh, uh, l- let me remind our audience that the, the nifty little trickster we're talking of, uh, <laughs> to is uh, <laughs> Devin Kennedy. And you can talk with him, too. You can call us 347-215-7511. And uh, several of you have already started emailing questions. And so... I'll give the email address anyway, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. So let's go some of these uh, emails. Um, this is okay. Miracle in Atlanta. And Miracle wants to know, have you ever written songs for other people or for TV or movies? I have. I, uh, <clears throat> I would say I spend about five days a week in, in studio writing for uh, other people or for film and TV. Film and TV, not so much. I have a bit in the past and I still do every once in a while if something comes across uh, the table that needs to be written but um, most of the time I'm writing for other artists and uh, or with other artists uh, there's the majority actually so um, spend a whole lot of time uh, on the pop stuff um, regardless uh, of my music <laughs> um, and you mentioned it earlier one of the uh, most notable artist uh, is a, a guy named James Maslow who was in Big Time Rush who's a, a good good friend of mine we write together a whole lot and uh, a rapper named Nonsense a band named The Habits I've got uh, you know plenty plenty of artists out there singing songs that I wrote with them which is pretty incredible very yeah, lucky I'll say. wow um, Racer in uh, New York City wants to know have you ever studied classical music hmm. interesting question that is an interesting question. I, I have not studied it in depth. I mean, growing up, I was in um, in school bands when I was much younger, um, so I did learn how to play. I, I was horribly bad at the saxophone, but I tried, and um, <laughs> and uh, so that was about the extent of my my f- classical knowledge. I, I had to uh, to learn it a little bit in college. My my degree mainly focused on um, production and business and modern pop, but um, I did have to take some uh, pretty in-depth piano courses that um, hurt my hands after a while. (laughs) Okay. Um, Bamba in um, um, Austin wants to know, 
You mentioned that you write songs every day. Does that mean you work for a studio or, or are you an indie? Uh, I am indie. By the way, I love Austin. Very lucky to live there. Um, I want to go back. Um, I uh, have a, a project studio, I call it. I have a studio at my house attached, detached from my house. Um, so I, I did work at a studio for a little while, but I found that working at a studio, especially at my age, is, uh, usually um, puts me in an intern role or an engineer role. And uh, though I can do those things, um, I just uh, felt that I was better served um, doing the songwriting thing and producing my own music or other people's music full time. So that's what I've been focusing on for a little while now. And uh, I am just about writing a song a day. I think I'm on track to write about 300 songs this year, which is absurd to me, but I'm doing it. <laughs> Whoa, at the age of 22, that's absurd. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and so I, do I take it from your remarks that, that when you're in a, a big recording studio with lots of people in it, that um, most of them are older guys and gals? Um, it's been that way. Now, I've met some incredible people working jobs like that, and and it really depends on on how the the situation is structured. Like I said, I, I've been you know on staff at a studio before, and I was during college a little bit. And um, for me, it just wasn't so much creative creative as it was just kind of like a linear job. You are editing the guitars, you are editing the vocals, um, which is kind of not the fun part for me, but the necessary part. Um, and I wanted to get more into the fun part of the situation. Now, I've also just worked in commercial studios as a producer, you know, been brought in to um, produce other artists who are working in the studios. And that's a totally different outlook because you can be creative because you're, you're in the producer role. That wow. being said, I would always prefer to work in my home, uh, my home studio or, or a friend's home studio just because I don't like being on a time constraint. I don't like talking about how many hours I've ha- uh, I have rented or anything like that. I'd much rather um, just do what needs to be done. Okay, all right, makes makes sense. Well, you, um, I want to play a, a a song I think that really shows off that that confidence of yours, and this is Bad Habits. Bad Habits. <laughs> Could get so high, fall asleep smoking every night, night. Future felt so bright, now we meet day drunk, Miller lie, lie. I feel like I should take the blame. It's causing me you act this way. We're driving on the line, breaking those rules left and right, right. Gotta lift the bad habit. I'm sitting at the top now, babe. So if I'm just a bad habit, I hope it's one you're never gonna break. Now, 
I had listened to that song several times just to catch everything you were doing in there, and I'm, I, I probably didn't. You create an environment at the beginning that makes us feel like we're in the room with you, not just listening to you, and then you add what sounds like harp accents in there and a whole bunch of other stuff, um, mm-hmm. which tells me you really like producing, don't you? I love it. I, I think um, I just tend to get lost in it. It's hours and, and hours and days and days of trial and error, but um, it is, I think, uh, even potentially more than just writing the song. It can be uh, it's so endlessly creative, the options. I mean, you can go in any different direction. You can do a million different things, and there really is no right or wrong. It's just whatever you feel is right for for that song so i love it that song is is super interesting i think you know music these days is is something that's very intimate um more than it's ever been um people like feeling that uh feeling like you're being conversational and you're speaking to them or you're speaking to their situation and uh and also on a production level they want to feel i want them to feel like i'm in the room with them like you said and I'm, i'm right next to them singing so i tried to do that in the beginning of that song, and you're right, I did bring in harps. It's actually a uh, electronic harp, and it's reversed, and it has a bunch of reverb on it. It's a crazy one. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. Well, I, we have time for one more song, um, right. and I'm going to play a song whose, whose title, I think, is an oxymoron, uh, Wasted <laughs> Time. song. <laughs> right now you seem to be writing songs about difficult relationships and heartbreak. Uh, kind of a shift away from earlier songs like Natalie and Love Language. Is that mm-hmm. sort of just reflection of what's going on in your life or do you just sort of feel like doing that now? Um, not necessarily. Like I said, I'm I'm writing a whole lot. So there's a lot of different songs and a lot of different textures and feelings out there. But um, it is a, uh, and I've, I've said this in the past, it really is um uh, a reflection of my life and the people around me's lives. Um, so seeing uh, how people perceive love and receive love and give love um, has always been something that's really interesting to me. So I'm generally not writing about any specific relationship, specific situation, uh, though I've been there. But um, it's kind of just saying what needs to be said in, in my life at any given moment, what I'm seeing a friend go through, what I'm seeing multiple friends or family members go through. Um, but that, I tend to draw in influences or or, um, or concepts from that. Well, it, it certainly works well. Now, uh, do you have um, plans for next year? You, you have a, a tour coming up. You have uh, more songs you're going to release? I do, yeah. So we just finished out the year by releasing this song, uh, the song that uh, we played a little earlier, Feel the Same. 
um, and uh, we'll, we'll ride off that one for a little while. I just um, played the Hollywood Music and Media Awards the other night and, and won an uh, Emerging Artist Award, which is incredible, and that pretty much capped off my – thank you – pretty much capped off my 2018 there and I'm going to spend the next month, month and a half or so, um, writing for, for what's to come next year. I've got some singles and some ideas for, um, a little bit of a, a longer project, potentially an EP coming around then as well. And then I've got, a uh, Springboard West Festival in San Diego in, in January, and then we'll be back out on tour, uh, either end of January or, or hopefully early February. And uh, all those tour dates can be found on my website, devkennedymusic.com. Those will be announced soon. Okay. Well, when you are when you are ready to release the new songs, please let us know. I'd love to have you back on the air and um, spend a little Absolutely. more time with you. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for giving us time this morning. I know you're a busy guy, but uh, we really appreciated it. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you for having me. Lots of fun. I have been following Maria Del Pilar ever since I discovered the American Latino music world here in Los Angeles. And she is the epitome of that world. A superbly talented songwriter, singer, and performer who is bilingual. She's American as apple pie and Latina through and through. Her music makes you dance. It can make you cry. And because she's a dreamer, she brings that experience to her lyrics and to her message. She makes you think and she makes you act. She's releasing a new album next year, Songs and Canciones 2, and has slipped a few of those songs out in advance along with a video of her song, Original Dreamer, that does all the things I love her for. It makes me dance, it makes me cry, and it makes me want to make a difference. Now, this interview was recorded in October, so don't call in, but you can send me emails to forward to Maria. And now, here she is, Maria Del Pilar. Maria, welcome to Music Friday Live. And let me ask you just real quick, um, I know your mm-hmm. full name, your full first name is Maria Del Pilar. Shall we use that? You can call me whatever you wish. <laughs> um, <laughs> lots of people just, lots of people, and, you know, I grew up with everyone calling me Pilar, Pili, so feel free to call me Pilar, Maria Del Pilar. It's, it's as you wish. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, uh, us Anglo's don't have the same investment in full names that uh, Latinos do. So um, I know it's it's yeah. a, it's a it's it's a it's a you know something to um, kind of look at and just be like wow like just we we have very poetic names right yes you do yes you do yeah we do Estudio Español and Mi Español Maestro has explained uh, Latino names to me. So for this broadcast, you're going to be Maria Del Pilar. So welcome to Music Friday Live. Gracias. Thank you. I'm excited to be, you know, to be in, um, you know, on this um, interview with you. And uh, thank you so much for, for having me and for supporting what I do. Thank you. Well, you know, I've wanted to interview you you for at least three years and I've interviewed almost everybody that you collaborate with right? but the stars never quite seem to align for us so I'm so happy that that you could take the time today to, to talk with me so first of all let's talk about this new album which is going to be released next yeah. February 
It's been three years since you released uh, Songs and Canciones as one. Have mm-hmm. the songs in the second album, have they been kind of percolating in your head since since then or even before then? Um, yeah, a few of them uh, came. I started writing a little before the last record came out. and uh, But most of the songs were written in the last uh, year. And um, it was, yeah, and it was a collaboration. I brought a lot of songs into the studio to work with Philip Nikolic, who's the co-producer of the album, along with me. Mm-hmm. And um, we wrote actually a lot of songs together where I, I brought in ideas and, or I brought full, you know, songs, to, you know, completely done, but um, I, I wanted to have, you know, his flair on it. And um, so, yeah, it's been a mix of having some songs already that were done a, a while ago and then brand new, brand new stuff, including the, uh, the first single off this, al- off this album as a little, you know, pre- preview of what the record's going to be, which is Original Dreamers. That song I actually finished writing and recording um, earlier this year. <laughs> oh, so it's okay. like, it's a yeah. very fresh, fresh uh, out, of, out of the oven song. And, um, and, I'm, and that's also the other reason why I, I chose to um, put it out in the world first, because, um, uh, you know, the main the main message behind that song is about uh, dreamers and um, well, children of immigrants. Further, before you go any yeah, further, yeah, let's yeah. play a little bit for our audience so they know what all the excitement's about, okay? So I'm going to play a yes, little bit I of like original that. dreamers. Okay, here we go. Okay. You know, when I when I first listened to that song, uh, my my reaction was visceral. I sort of let the hooks capture me. You got some great hooks in there, and I let the lyrics sort of flow across me. I noticed them, but they didn't really penetrate. It moved me the way your song uh, "NL Dance Floor" moved me. It moved my feet. But then I watched the video, and I realized that this was about your family, about your mother, and about thousands of other families who risked everything to become Americans. Um, That's a story that as an Anglo I can hear, but I can't really truly understand. So could you sort of fill it in for me? What, what was going on there and the background of that song? Yeah. Yeah. So um, 
you know, I was uh, before the before we uh, we played the song. I was going into the the idea of of why I wanted it to be the first single and preview of this album, and it was the actually the last. And it was also the last song I, I wrote and produced and recorded until, you know, uh, um, this year, until I finally felt like, okay, the album was done. And it was just the, the pressing issues that are happening right now with uh, immigration and children of immigrants and uh, dreamers, which is um, the, uh, the children of immigrants that, have been, that were granted to stay in the United States so that they could go to college and have an education and uh, higher learning and um, what's happened in, happened in the new uh, with the new um, uh, president is that uh, there's a continued back and forth on if these rights are still going to be in place. And so men, uh, so it's a mixture of, of that sort of like um, um, that feeling of like, okay, we're all in this very uncertain place, right? But at the same time, let's not forget the original dreamers, which were the parents of the immigrants and the, like the, the force of nature that they were to bring people like me, which I'm, a, I'm an immigrant, but I'm also, I, I was brought here to the United States at, as a very, at a very young age. So it was that uh, the sacrifice and that force of nature that my parents had that brought me here and gave me those opportunities um, that I m- most likely would not have had in Latin America. So, um, and at the same time, I was also um, going to as many artists and ma- many uh self-reflecting artists do we go to therapy (laughs) um and one of (laughs) and just to you know to just make sure we check in with ourselves we you know we stay true we stay true to what we do in the world and um and one of the things my therapist had challenged me to do was to write a song that was dedicated to my mother's energy to my mother's quest and her very visionary um, uh, uh, personality that she had. Um, Unfortunately, she passed away when I was very young, when I was 12. And so all of this time I have lived with a bit of um, an open space that, you know, I've always tried to fill in different ways to fill in that void and she really, you know, for her, the challenge was, I want you to write a song that has the, her energy and, and all the wonderful things about who she was and put it in a song and help help that fill that, that space. And, I mean, well, I'm I so I happy with the song. I'm so excited with the song. And we've got, uh, it has Carlos. A Revelo from Chicano Batman on lead guitars. So he also came in and wrote, you know, wrote parts of the song with me. And um, so I, I, I'm, it's, I'm so happy it turned out the way it did. Well, it, and it did turn out wonderful. And I think there's a few other things that are going on there. Um, 
there in in uh, the book Hitmakers, uh, the science and popularity in the age of distractions. Uh, the the writer Derek Thompson tells us that people are naturally curious about the new and different, but are frightened if something is too new and too different. And this is balanced by people's love of the familiar. Familiar things are safe and enjoyable. And he notes that historically, the way to introduce something new, like immigrants to the heartland of America, is to wrap them in something familiar, like great 70s style dance music and, and lyrics in English. <laughs> yeah. I think you right. do this. I think you create oh, familiar uh, surprises and that help reduce fear and grow love in the, in the country. What do you think of that? Wow, I love that. I'm going to start I'm going to start um using using that um that description. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I yes, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I, I like that. I like that because that's also part of what I've always done, even since my old band, Les Abandon, was always um, have lyrics that maybe are, are these new ideas and maybe unexpected ideas and ex- unexpected image, imagery. But then at the same time, the music was maybe a little, you know, it might be not what you it was something f- familiar, like what you're saying. Right. So I'm glad that you have, you have helped me now, uh, like <laughs> figure out what it is I do. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> um, Emmanuel Kant had a, had a name for that. It's called uh, the familiar surprise. And I think that's what I you do. Um, now I mentioned the the happy seventies dance music. So we're going to play a little bit of that uh, because not all of your, your um, uh, songs are just, deep mission oriented. Some of them just want to have fun. Right. So, so we're going to play, uh, let's go out tonight. Awesome.
Well, that, that music is just fun. It, it, it's great to dance to. So let me ask you, though, is that your life, that you're a workaholic and you need to just get out and dance to balance life? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, yes, this is very much, this is, you know, other reason why I go to therapy is to help me, help me see that I need that more balance in my life. Um, but, yes, I, I am a workaholic. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> many, ta- many times I've had, you know, I've had to have girlfriends, like drive over to my house and knock on my door and drag me out the door to go out because, you know, um, but so what I want, one of the things I wanted to, to do with that song was just, you know, uh, just again, I think it's that what you're talking about is that sort of like familiar new thing. Um, and, uh, you know, it's kind of like a lot of times when you are a workaholic or you are someone that is, you know, um, sees what's going out in the world and is very worried about it. Um, it sometimes it does kind of, um, you know, shut you out of having a good time, right? <laughs> so that's well. that's kind of what I wanted to say in the song was like, let's go out tonight because. Life's too, you know, life's too short. We might not have this tomorrow. Like this might just end today, you know. Yeah. So like let's 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 live our life, you know. Um, you know, I, you've been credited with uh, nurturing the uh, the ALM um, uh, alt Latin music world in Los Angeles, but Los Angeles is pan national. You've got bands here from Mexico and Chile and Peru and Colombia and, and lots of countries from Europe too. Um, did you mm-hmm. absorb that international cultural mix when you were a student at Cal Arts, or, or did you just do what you do long before going to college? So. I kind of did what I did, I mean, since I was a kid, really, because the thing is that my mom was, she was an educator, a teacher, and she was also a musician, and you know, and was a musician with my father, and they had... Chilean folkloric groups, but then at the same time, my dad also played bossa nova, uh, bossa nova guitar, and then they would have rehearsals. You know, I was like four years old, five years old, and they would have rehearsals at home in the living room, and they would rehearse, you know, all all day on a Saturday with all their all the different kinds of musicians that would walk in and and um and play with them it was mostly chilean folkloric music brazilian music um but then at the same time you know i there was um uh, then as i grew i grew a little older then it was like okay rock and roll and growing up in la you grow up listening to k-rock right um, yeah. But then at the same, yeah, and then at the same time, I used to I used to go to Chile every like I, I would spend three months out of the year in Chile with my grandparents, and so then by doing that, I grew up with rock and español and Latin alternative and getting to know bands like Café Tacuba and and great band. It, it was yeah. So that's. You know, I did, and then after that, it was going to to Cal Arts to study music, and then a whole world of avant-garde and chamber music. You know, like I got opened up to that, 
and then film music. And I was like, okay, this is, I like, yes, it's, <laughs> I, okay, I, all right. I have a lot of, it's just all these influences and all these experiences that I've had since I was very young. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's obviously has culminated in some great music and I want to play another one. This is a song that you just, just released to, uh, um, Milagrito. Uh, it's a dance generator, but it's kind of got sort of a different flavor. Um, here is uh, Milagrito. I love that. Uh, I, I love that song. Um, well, as we were talking off air, uh, Estudio Español, Pero Mi Español No Suficiente Para Entrevista, Porque mm-hmm. I don't know what words like uh, Milagrito means. So I could tell you, I could tell this is a party song and it makes me happy, but what is it about? Okay. So uh, Milagrito means small miracle. So Milagro is, means miracle. And this song is about all the small miracles that show up in your life when you least expect them and they kind of whisper in your ear to keep going. Right. And Uh yeah, so that's what this song is about. And also about the, and the revel, the revolutionary aspect of that, that unexpected, uh, that unexpected little miracle showing up in your life that can be in, so many different things. It can be an unexpected person showing up in your life that brings love into your life. It can be a child. It can be a small gesture that somebody offers you that um, you needed help, you know, somebody that helps you out when you least expected it. Um, and so when I, like when I play the song live, I always started off, um, with just the drum loop, and I just I I ask people to think about what's a small little miracle that you need in your life right now that can make it just a little bit better, right? And then I and then I ask them to shout it out, right? Um, because the song also says "Igrito," very well done by Las Cafeteras. I invited them to sing on the song to do the backup vocals, and, and I love that them. means that you. Yes, and then yes. so you shout out, Igrito, like this. This is the little miracle that I, you know, that I want, and I hope it, it shows up. And when it shows up unexpectedly, it's so much more like, you, it just like rewarding and kind of, and that's, and also it can be revolutionary for your for yourself, you know. And of course, if, if Las Cafeteras is involved, we know it's going to be revolutionary. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, Yes. Let me remind our audience that we are talking with uh, Maria uh, Del Pilar about her new album that's coming out next year, Songs and Canciones 2. And we just played a new song that she just re- released. And you can go online and find those songs. We'll tell you about how later. Now, let me remind everybody that this um, interview was, was uh, conducted earlier, so it's not live. You can't call in. But if you want to send us questions for the guest. Email questions, musicfridaylive at gmail.com, then we will pass them on to her. Uh, Maria Del uh, Pilar, you, um, you're called a DIY music pioneer with girl power roots. Um, is that mm-hmm. how you think of yourself now? Oh, yeah. I think I'm going to be that way till I die. <laughs> <laughs> For a I, long, long like, time. That's, 
Yeah, that's like the, you know, that's the seed. That's where, you know, the need to do this comes from. It comes from, you know, my my mother showing me that making music um, helps helps you express yourself. Um, the, the, that music also is a way to unify people, um, and that music is therapeutic for, for oneself, um, that it's also very spiritual. So, um, and, and also as, especially as I got, got older, it was also, I saw just how music, especially, uh, fronting a rock band and, you know, now being a solo artist and having a one woman show, it's, it's just kind of, it, it's very, um, it's very empowering. Um, and um, you, you are, you, I get to be an example for others that they can do it too. You know, like it's a lot of work. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. <laughs> But it's, yeah, but, but in the end, it's so worthwhile, right? Because you get to say and do the things that are in the deepest part of yourself and share them with other people that can connect to it and can use your, you know, the music that I make and the things that I bring to, to a show or to an interview, you know, like with you, um, or on social media and things like that, or on my blog, website, blog, newsletter. Yeah. Um, I hope that it, peop- it, it helps people express themselves more, connect, um, and just because that's, I think, the beauty of music is that it helps you express certain things that sometimes words just, can't, you know, just can't. Right. Well, you do that very yeah. well, and I want people oh, to, to experience it. We have time for just one more song that, that does all of that Great. very well, and this is Future Streets, and we're going to play it. So here's Future Streets.
another wonderful song. Uh, you know, I, I, I understand that Original Dreams is, is an act of solidarity, a song that, that claims that we all belong here. This song, Future Streets, seems to say something similar, but kind of from a different perspective. You say, you won't like everything, but it's kind of encased in a hypnotic hook-filled hook earworm of a love song. So, so where did that song come from? Oh, that one was, um, it actually started, it started from seeing a picture in a book. And it's uh, this beautiful Japanese mug. And it's, at, but it's, uh, it has crack, the cracks from it were filled with gold. And so, and then the whole, yeah, and so there's this, um, there's this, um, yeah, sorry, not a, not a short answer, but um, (laughs) um, it's, it's just that that's the image I started with uh, in Japanese culture, uh, things that break, they, it means that um, you're going to create something more beautiful. And so you fill them, you fill the cracks with gold and you put the mug back together, right? It's like a tea, like a tea mug or wow. a, a, a tea cup. And wow. that's, it's a Japanese, yeah, Japanese uh, philosophy. So, um, and, um, and I just saw it as like a beautiful metaphor for, for future. So, um, uh for fu- for the future and for future streets, right? So the like the streets of the future will have these um, will will have these uh, you know will be filled with gold because after all of our sort of you know things that break or open us up, we I hope that we you know they get put back together with those experiences as, as gold, right? So that we can, you know, as, as humans, we can just continue to be brighter wow. and better. What, yeah. So what that's, what, that's what that song's about. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Very, well, un- very, very futuristic. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Well, uh, Maria uh, Del Pilar, uh, I'm afraid we are out of time. And I want to thank you so much for spending your time with us. I know it was, it was difficult to schedule this in. We really, really appreciate it. And I am so looking forward to this album. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for supporting, for having me on, and for allowing me to um, get to know your listeners, you know, get to be in their world. So thank you. That's uh, Maria Del Pilar. The album uh, will be released in February. Uh, it's, it'll be, it's called Songs and Canciones 2. Uh, Songs and Canciones 1 is available now uh, everywhere. And you can follow her at www.maria-del... That address is www.maria-del-pilar.com. Well, you've been listening to Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan from the Cyberstation USA Network, Blog Talk Radio Network, and our radio affiliates. Like our Facebook page, follow our Twitter feeds, and get real-time updates on our guests. 
Our producer is Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Bartleben. And our intern, well, we don't have an intern anymore because she got her own radio show. So if you want an intern, give us a call, okay? Uh, next week, we are off for Thanksgiving, but we will be back on November 30th with Vanessa Zamora and Loli. Check out our Twitter stream and our Facebook page, and we will update you on all of the guests. Good night, everyone, and have a great musical weekend. <laughs>